0: So what are we
1: talking about in this week's episode, V?
0: We talk about how to make 2021 the best year yet. So we talk about some goal setting stuff. And my favorite part of this conversation is a lot of the life's golden nuggets that got brought up.
1: Absolutely. We talked about the intentions behind actions. Talked about how to identify what it is that you want. Uh, We talked about being present. What else, DJ? Uh,
2: And then we also have our content recommendations. So some of our favorite things that we're reading, listening to, watching, hearing consuming yep so (laughs) stay tuned for this show
1: episode of the Creator Clubhouse and the last episode of the Art of Visuals podcast. We have rebranded as the Creator Clubhouse because we wanted to make the podcast more dynamic and we wanted to add more value to you. And you know why? Because it's 2021. It's a new year and it's a year of change. It's a year of growth and it's a year of progress. So here we are with our change, delivering our growth and our progress and connecting with you, the AOV community on this new podcast. We're going to be talking about uh, all the things that you love from the original Art of Visuals podcast. Plus. Plus a lot more information on uh, the business side of creativity, the personal development side of creativity, how to get what you want out of your life as a creative, how to reach your goals, how to stay inspired. Uh, how do you deal with burnout, social media, growth, marketing, branding, All of that stuff, we're going to be talking about that. Uh, And what's really exciting about this new podcast is that I now have two really amazing co-hosts, Vieira and DJ, who work with myself here at Art of Visuals. And I'm really stoked to bring a unique perspective. Uh, These are both really amazing, intelligent, and creative individuals, and we've created something really beautiful here at Art of Visuals. We've created a really successful creative agency, and we have a lot of value to deliver. And we really look forward to sharing our insights with you guys this year let's get it boom 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 boom. all right so today's episode is all about how to reflect realign and set up 2021 for success 2020 was an interesting year um, but guess what 2020 is behind us now and what we have ahead of us is the next task, and that's 2021. And so today's episode is all about getting off to an explosive start. So we're live here in Boise, Idaho, sitting in our office. We're super stoked to be back this year. We're stoked to start off the podcast. I'm really excited to have, you know, both of you guys. I got Vieira and DJ um, who are my right hands here at Art of Visuals? They run the company with me two day right to day.
2: you uh, <laughs> has got two right hands. I got two right hands. DJ's
0: got dad jokes.
1: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, so we got the trio here. So what's up, guys? How you guys doing?
0: So good.
1: Doing well. Doing well.
0: It is a glorious morning. It's sunny out.
1: How was the new end? year?
0: Spectacular. I love. I absolutely love the new year. Every year. Yeah. Every year you get a fresh slate.
2: Slate.
1: You got any New Year's traditions coming into the New Year?
2: I don't. I I DJed a New Year's party this year, and it was like really impromptu, and I was not expecting it, but it just happened. I saw that. So,
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah.
2: I thought you were like in Miami
1: or something for a hot second. <laughs> I was I was I was curious uh, yeah. what
2: was going on. I thought I was showing up to a game <laughs> night. Honestly, I thought I was showing up to like a board game night just to like throw on a playlist. And I showed up, and it was a party full of people. And I was like, "I'm gonna need to grab another speaker real quick, and get my setup." And so I did, and just we just we got down. It was great.
1: That's 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 that is true. That's what I heard. Um, I heard you weren't going into like a planned party. Yeah, I do think it was quite funny that you threw up some stories and the first story was like something about new york yeah and you're low-key i know you i was like yo dj is low-key trying to make this look like this was like some memory from new york like last year or something.
2: no i did that because daniel always shouts uh our friend daniel he always shouts madison square garden when he starts dancing and so i just i did that because it was for him it was for daniel
1: okay
2: yeah
0: It's for the people.
2: I did it for the people.
1: That's hilarious. Everything Um, we do. Here we are. We're back in the office. New year. New podcast. New me. Um, Today, you know, we really wanted to talk about how to, how do we win in 2021? How are you going about creating or make, how are you going about making 2021 a great year for yourself?
2: Yeah. So my process, I feel like starts with a little bit of reflection and just thinking about the past year and, you know areas where I need to grow, areas where I had success. And this year was like an interesting year just being isolated. And I feel like I was forced to do a lot of reflection. I think a lot of people were, um, but for me, my process started with, I saw a thing on TikTok, um, and it was called, it's called the 111 things. And basically you write down 111 things that you want to happen. And it's super interesting because like after like 30 things, you kind of start like running out of stuff and it forces you to think about, like think a little bit deeper than surface. So some of it for me was just like stuff that I want, things that I want to happen, X, Y, Z, but then you kind of have to dig a little bit deeper and start to think about like, there's like themes that I guess kind of pop up from that. And Mm -hmm. so for me, one of the themes that kept popping up was like, I want to make more physical things. I want to make things like, I did a lot of digital work in 2020 and just like as a creative, I'm like I want to bring more things into like the physical space into the real world. Um, another thing was like creative community. Like I feel like that was something that was really lacking. Like in previous years, even with with art visuals, like we've had community events with a lot of people. We've been surrounded by people, talking to people, and just kind of like vibing with people's energy. And this year there was there was less of that. We still did some of that, but um, I want I want more of that um, in the future. And so. That I started with that 111 Ooh. things. And then from there, I kind of made like a vision board of like, here's the, here's what this actually looks like, like visually. And cause I'm a super visual person. And so that helps me just kind of, I don't know, just think about it differently.
1: Right. I can totally agree. 2020 was, it was a very, it did like community. Yeah. Um, I know I was having like withdrawals. I get a lot of energy from doing community events and being around people and uh, being able to share in their success and, and their joys and in hearing their stories and being able to share their stories and just engaging with people is is huge. And so 2020 was was definitely more challenging, and I'm stoked to, to get back to a lot more community work. You said something interesting about wanting to to make things with your hands. And I've been hearing a lot of people say things like that and a lot of people are starting to make things with their hands and I feel it as well I'm just curious as to like why why do you think you're wanting to make things with hands or like what do you get from making things with your hands that you're not getting through your digital creations
2: yeah so I feel like there was like an overload of consumption and of screen time and of just digital things overall and I think honestly it part of it is like burnout from just overusing my phone and my computer and everything it's just like it's too much of that. And so as a creative, I feel like it's just a different, you, you bring a different energy when you're making something that's physical than digital. Like a design is great. A, f- a photograph's great, but it has more life. I feel like when you actually print it off or when you, when you, you know, let's say you build a piece of furniture or whatever, when you actually sit on it and use it and it's like functioning, it's just different than a design. And, and I feel like I just consumed so much content in 2020 that I'm just like, I need, I need things that I can like feel, you know?
1: I feel that. I I think there's too, there's this, there's this magic to when you're working with your hands, you're present. Yeah. And I think when you're working with your hands, you're just really in the moment and there's, your mind shuts off. It's yeah. like, there's nothing else you're thinking about when you're, especially when you're like building something yeah. uh, or really in tune with making something, you're really not thinking about anything else. Yeah. And it's kind of very like therapeutic.
2: For sure. I when, think yeah, there's like a present. Yeah. There's like a forced focus because you could like cut off your finger or something like that. Right. It's like you gotta really... You can't be like texting and like sawing, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think, yeah, it's really rewarding to work on physical things. Even like a puzzling we were talking about. Yeah. How simple it is, but you're in the present moment. You're connecting with the physical world and it's just so rewarding once it's finished.
1: Well, I, I think most of us work in like intellectual work and when you work in like we're not in the factory age anymore. So like during the industrial revolution, like we'd be in a factory and we'd just be like stamping boxes or tightening bolts or like whatever we're doing on some, on some, some assembly line. We have to think so much like we're in the business, especially us. We're in the business of, of basically solving problems. We create solutions for, for brands and companies that have challenges. And so we're constantly thinking, we're also constantly thinking about how to solve challenges for the community, Uh, and we're always thinking about all these things and it's fun, but it can also be like overwhelming and it's really nice to give the brain a rest. And I think when you're working with your hands and that could be anything, like, I mean, this could be like mowing the grass. This could be shooting a bow. This could be making something, building something, uh, anything that you're doing with your hands. It's just a different type of, of presence. Uh, and it's really, really, um, peaceful. And I think it energizes you. Yeah.
2: I get the same kind of feeling too from like playing music. Like it's the it's a very similar, like vibe. And I think it is that forced presence. Like building things is is one area where you literally can't multitask. Like you have to be focused on what you're doing. Play music's the same thing. I feel like like painting. Like you really have to be when you're making things that are physical. You have to be present because it's like, yeah, it just forces it.
1: Same with I think flow sports. Yeah, you know flow sports, snowboarding stand up paddle boarding, anything that's, I guess, anything that has any level of danger, yeah. you kind of have to be present.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even yoga, like I've, I've been doing yoga more yeah. recently and like, you have to be like, if, if you want to pull out your phone and like check them out, like you get out of the flow for sure. So it just, it forces you. You've been hitting the morning flows, uh, night flows. Dude,
1: I yeah. had to do the night flows. There's no better way to, to, yeah. to get ready for bedtime. Hit a night flow and, and sleep like a like a yeah. baby.
2: It's making me realize how not flexible I am though, which is like That's okay. Yeah, I'm just shake. I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> you, you have a lot well, of okay. areas that need growth, yeah. but um I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> <Totally> <laughs> all. Thanks, Dad. V. So 2021, how do you you know what's your process for for setting up twenty twenty one for victory?
0: Well, this year is Really big year for me. I'm going to turn
1: 30. The 30, <laughs> it is a big year. Yeah. That's huge.
0: And that's. I hear that that's the year that you just, you know who e- you are. You know what your goals are. Your intentions are set. So I just really want to live a life that has character and whatever I need to do to build that in the shadows, in the unseen work, whether that's like reading or being more intentional with actual interpersonal relationships rather than just showcasing the digital world to those, you know, yep. all the Instagram stories, do less of those and more of phone calls and letters, stuff like that. So I just want to be intentional with everything from my health. I want to have the best body and the best energy at 30. I want to be known as someone that people can know as just loyal and loving. So I just, um, yeah, I'm excited to keep moving forward in that.
1: That's what's up. That makes me happy. You're feeding the soul in 2021. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which I think is super important for myself, uh, 2021. Man, 2020, first of all, was a, it was such an interesting year. There was a lot of... A lot of adversity, I think everyone faced, you know, I face adversity myself. I saw the adversity within the business. I saw adversity with friends and family, I saw the adversity the country's going through. Uh, but on the flip side, I think adversity, like it's during times of pressure when we is where like people really perform, I think, and grow. And you basically, you have two options. You either give in or you push through. And so 2020 for me, was definitely a year of pushing through that adversity and, Uh, really growing. I think we're a pretty growth for like growth focused organization in general. And I think we're growth focused people. Uh, but 2020 was just like on a whole nother, like was a whole nother level. Like I have the most lit I've ever been in my life was 2020. Uh, I stopped drinking. I stopped, like I don't party. I like, I'm just don't miss it. So focused, um, spent a lot more time reading a lot more time with my family, a lot more time inwardly getting to even know myself. Like we spend so much time with, with other people and doing all these things. And it's rare that you just spend time with yourself and really reflect and get to to know you or realign with you. And I got to do a lot of that this year. As far as 2021 goes, uh, I kind of just made a list, of the way that I'm setting up my year for success is I made a list of all the things that I Uh, want to do more of and list of things that I want to do less of. And then I basically went through the different areas in my life. So like my personal life, my relationship, my uh, business, and then my health. And I wrote down a list of like, you know, do more playing, do more Frisbee golf, make more music, create more art, eat more high vibrational foods, eat less of this type of food, you know, Um, things like that. And then I did it on the reverse side: is is do not. So we have like, I feel like a lot Sorry, of us.
2: Can we just talk about
0: high vibrational foods? I love the way you talk about things. Can you it makes that? it so yeah. much more full. It's like he could just be like, I want to eat healthy. he's like high vibrational foods. I'm <laughs> what's sold.
2: A, what's a high vibrational? Like, b- yeah, yeah what tell me.
1: You, you guys are trying to get put on those vibes right can now? Yes, Buy I love Whole foods. it. All right, so high vibrational. A high vibrational food is something that has a high energy content. And so our bodies are literally just light and energy. And so food is energy. Some foods are high vibrational. Some foods are low vibrational. Some foods are going to make you feel really good and energize you. Some foods are going to make you feel really heavy and they're going to make you lazy. They're going to make you get on the couch and go to sleep rather than go out and go for a jog or whatever it may be. Where does does Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-a would, would, <laughs> would, probably, would probably be on the lower vibrational. Okay. It'd probably Turn be four. like a, a color orange if I were to give it okay. a color. Perfect. Prince uh, is
0: literally, I just want to compliment your lifestyle really quick. He is so good. Anytime I've ever gone over to their house, it's like freshly chopped salad. Everything's just real food. He's got the best steaks. He makes the best tacos. <laughs> He's just so good at constantly eating like full, great meals.
1: I try. So He, he loves his, his greens so too. High. Yeah. It, I'm
0: like, that's what the I secret so is, lit. high vibrational foods.
1: Um, it really is. And you know, I mean, you guys notice it like when you guys, yeah, you guys don't oh, consume like sure. a lot of sugar and things like that. And like, that's a super low vibrational food. And when you yeah. consume that, you feel it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, and um, anywho, so that's the deal on high vibrational. Sorry, sorry. I get
0: back to you.
1: (laughs) And then I made a list of basically the things that I want to do less of. I feel like we all like we have we all have things that we really dislike doing, but we just like put up with them as if like it's just like something you just oh it just is what it is. It's just something we have to do, and that's just not at all true. It's like we should really take a look at our lives and figure out how you should eliminate all the things that you really dislike because. What you don't realize is doing the things that that bring tension, it pours over. It's like a boiling pot and it it pours over into like other uh, facets of your life. So to pour into your relationship, pours into your health. So you're getting sick more because it's creating more stress because you're upset or angry that you have to do this task. Once a day, every day, you got to do this thing that you just really dislike doing. You're more irritable. And so you really got to figure out how to eliminate things that do not uh, that don't align with you, whether that's outsourcing them, whether that's, uh, crossing them off the list, finding a better process, whatever it may be. Like there's, there's creative ways I think to, to figure that out. But, um, I think that's a big one. And then the last part of how I kind of set up for 2021 is I make quarterly goals because yearly goals I think are kind of too big. Um, and it takes too long. So like as human beings, like we like to achieve things, and the faster that we can achieve things, the the more confidence. We need like these, like, we need high fives along the way. <laughs> and if your high five isn't coming for 12 months, like yeah. it's really hard to to keep, to stay focused. It takes a lot of willpower, but if your high fives 90 days away, and every 90 days, you know, it's a big competition and you're getting like a trophy, uh, I think it's easier to stay the course in 90 days, I think is enough to, to really instill new habits to to create new things to, to launch a new business like a quarter is really like a, a, a great allotment of time to really accomplish uh, like a finite thing. And so I set the quarterly goals and then I reverse them kind of like project management and break them into like smaller monthly goals and then figure out like weekly, what do I need to do weekly as far as like executing to, 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 you know, to make that goal happen. And then outside of that, I just do reflecting on, you know, things like i brought up the horoscope thing to you guys and i don't want to spend too much time necessarily talking about that but i basically just went through the 12 different astrology signs and they all have positive and negative aspects and i went through and i looked at the positive aspects and the negative aspects and i asked myself you know am i compassionate and you know and no one has to see this stuff and you can't you know you can't bs yourself it's like are you compassionate it's either yes or no or can you be more compassionate and so um i'd ask myself that and then i'd go through and be like okay yeah, I was compassionate, but then all of a sudden moments of like lack of compassion pop up where I was like, man, I was talking with DJ or I was talking with my fiance or I was talking with someone else. And like, I could have totally been more compassionate or could have been totally more kind or whatever it may be. And then I try to, so now that I'm aware of that, I try to figure out ways, like, how can I bring more compassion in my life? How can I do an act of kindness daily? What's my daily act of kindness going to be? Um, and then I kind of did that. So that's kind of like my whole deal for 2021.
2: Uh, something that you said it came up a couple of times, but you said you can't BS yourself. I think that that like has been kind of a theme for this year. Like as we, like we've talked a little bit about reflecting and all of that stuff, and so many people. I've seen a lot of people going through like I don't know what you want to call it, like emotional turmoil or like whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think we've had to spend so much time. Alone, or just like reflecting, and like some people have like reflected on themselves, and they're like, "I don't really like what I see," and there's a lot of stuff that I need to change. And it's like you, when you're just when it's just you by yourself, like you you can't be as yourself. Like yeah. you can tell people thing, you can tell people, "Oh, I'm doing all these things, I'm changing." Or things. life's great, everything's yeah. amazing. You talk about it, you can put on the show, but like at the end of the day, when you have to like sit there and just look at yourself, you're like, "Damn." I don't know if I like what I see. And I think that a lot of people go, I know I went through that this year of like, I was just like, okay, there's definitely some areas that I need to grow. And, and it came from spending more time alone than normal. And just really like, I'm just reflecting. and I'm like, okay, cool. I, there's a lot of growth that needs to happen. And I'm going to, I'm going to like do the work to actually like work through that stuff. Yeah. So good. Cause it's- you can't BS yourself.
1: You can't bro. A a famous, uh, a famous philosopher by the name of Meek Mill once said, (laughs) uh, take, you know, pull yourself outside of yourself and look at yourself and then see how you're playing yourself and let that sit. And I was like, when I heard that verse, I was young. I heard that verse and I was like, I had this moment. It hit me in my heart. I was like, yo, I've never heard anything realer. like I am playing myself. Like now that I'm looking at myself, I'm like, you're a fool. (laughs) You know, I'm like 23 years old at the time. And I'm like, dude, you're a fool. Like you're playing yourself and you see it in your behavior, your actions. Like, but if you don't ever pull yourself outside of yourself and look at yourself and and get that type of reflection and perspective and, and and it's really hard to to grow. You don't see your own blind spots. You don't see the shadow, you know, behind you. Yeah. And so, but when you can, when you can have perspective and you're constantly reflecting and it's like a muscle, it's like anything else. When it becomes second nature, your, 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 the, how fast you grow your ascension process. Expedites because you're so much more aware of how you act. You're so much aware of things. And it's really beautiful because it allows you to, to correct things and replace things and to contemplate things. And it helps you just become a much higher version of yourself yeah. and it helps you become who you want to be. Yeah. Because even back then when I was young, I wanted to be a great person, but I didn't have the awareness to fix a lot of the, 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 you know, the uglier parts of me that I just never saw because yeah. I was just blind to it. Yeah.
2: I think having good people around to make such a big difference of, of like people who will tell you the truth, like whether you can do it yourself or it's people around you, you have to create like a feedback loop to be like, okay, here's stuff where I need to grow. And it's like, you kind of have a choice when you hear something like about yourself, you're like, okay, I can, some people are like, oh, I own that. That's just who I am. Like whatever. And maybe it's something that, that needs to change or you can be like, got it. I hear you. I need to grow there. And I think just high quality people in your life make all the difference. People that will tell you the truth. Like I want, if I got food on my face and I'm like talking, I want people to stop me. Like you're not doing me any favors by not telling me (laughs) (laughs) guys. You hear me? (laughs) I hear you. I I got some of my teeth. I will tell You you. Tell me.
1: What about you V? How do you go about, or I guess what's your perspective on surrounding yourself with, um, awesome people to to create a more awesome reality. Oh my gosh, I love
0: that. I think that we as humans, we need community. We need good people surrounding us. But we also need the tension, too, of, like we were talking about the other day with River Rock. So whether... There's turmoil that comes up or maybe someone hard, like you're working with someone and they're just super hard to work with. Not talking about anyone here, obviously. <laughs> I'm the best coworkers, but
2: not here, <laughs> not DJ, <I'm> just
0: <laughs> um, um, but when those things pop up, it's like you can look at it like, oh, this is like a rough rock. That's like rubbing me the wrong way. I'm frustrated. And you can just look. Um, in a pessimistic way, or you can look at it like River Rock, like this is smoothing me out. This is growing my character and Pesting
2: only good. Patience. Yeah,
0: only good things are going to come from this. Um, so I think it's just as important not only to surround yourself with good people, but to also realize that every person and every event in your life has a purpose, and it's a it's your responsibility to turn that into an opportunity rather than look at it with. Oh, this is happening in my life for me, for me,
2: (laughs) for sure. Less poor me this year. I think that's, that's a big, that's a big part of my like growth journey too. Like one of my favorite books is called the obstacle is the way. And it just talks about how like anything good that you want to do in life is going to, there's going to be challenges. You're always going to come up against something. And it's like, like you were saying with the river rock, like how do you make yourself better to overcome the challenges instead of let letting because no matter what no matter what you're doing you're trying to start a business trying to make something there's always a, a challenge whether it's creative whether it's with people and it's like how do you become the person who can navigate the challenges rather than let challenges stop you because mm-hmm. they will mm-hmm.
0: Green lights Matthew McConaughey yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was it's <laughs> kind of what that book's about right
2: Uh some of it yeah so of
1: so yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting I think You have to be aware of the poor me. Um, But at the same time, just like we have to have compassion and empathy for people. For sure. You got to have compassion and empathy for yourself. For sure. Um, I realized that was, I mean, that was another big lesson that I realized in 2020 was that I needed to, um, I'm very loving. I feel like I'm loving and I give a lot to people around me, but I can be really hard on myself and I have high expectations for myself. And I may not be that compassionate and, and empathetic and forgiving to myself. And that creates a lot of tension. And it's yeah. created a lot of tension. And once I became aware of that, um, you know, I had to learn that to, to love myself more and to be okay with, you know, if you didn't hit the goal or if something doesn't happen or doesn't go the way you wanted it to go, like you don't have to beat yourself down. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's more productive to, to ask why you didn't reach the goal what you could have done differently. How might you know, what can I change to, you know, to to get the results that I want out of life. But it's like it's like arguing with your friends and, and loved ones. It's like it's just not productive. Like yeah. let's like focus on like we have to change our thinking to be more scientific and more productive oriented versus just like bashing yourself or bashing someone else yeah. because it just it leads to nothing but but it but it has a lot of harm. It causes a mm-hmm. lot of pain. Yeah. Um, And oftentimes, you know, it takes time to come back from that.
0: And it's funny, too. I feel like we have a tendency to talk down to ourselves as if that makes us more selfless. But in turn, it actually is selfish because you're so focused and you're looking down at yourself when. Yeah. Sorry.
2: I think I think (laughs) with what you're saying, like the empathy and (laughs) compassion side of it, it's like you would give that to somebody else because, you know, what it does, like leading with empathy, it empowers people to do better. And if you're not leading yourself with empathy, like you're taking that power away from yourself to change, or you're like so hard on yourself that you, you start to feel defeated. Yep, That was another thing I learned in 2020 was to
1: start thinking with my heart, um, and not always thinking with my mind. Your heart is always going to steer you in the right direction. Um, and even if you want to get it down to like a scientific level, like there's lots of neurologists and scientists that are now finding that the heart, that the mind is taking signals from the heart. Yep. Um, and so it's the, it's your heart and feelings that create the, the thoughts. Yeah. And so,
2: yeah. um, a wise man once said, your heart is smarter than your brain. And that was Prince McClendon. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And, and especially I, in like, especially in
1: a time like right now when everyone is so like, everything is so polarized. I think it's really important to everyone. Like it's important for us to come back to that heart center and to live out of our hearts and to think with our hearts and, and to put our hearts first. Um, and that goes back to that, you know, that goes with intention. So, another thing during 2020 that was a big uh, reflection was that words really do carry weight. Mm-hmm. And without intention, words are meaningless. Yep. And so, what is the intention behind, and, and, and not only words, but intention is what powers everything. Intention is like what gives everything soul. It gives life to your actions. It gives life to our, to our thoughts, to our beliefs. So like, what is your intention behind waking up at 5 a.m. every day? Like, what is the intention there? What is was the intention behind getting rich? What is the intention behind creating art? You know, and a lot of us, I think we do things, but we don't really think about like why we're doing things and what our 100%. intention is. 100%. But when your attention is in alignment, uh, you have a lot more power, yeah. you know, behind what you're doing.
2: Yeah. I think you can act on like instinct or intention. And I think that that like talk, as we're talking about like reflection and everything, I, I've done the same thing. I'm like, okay, what, is, what am I just doing, going through the motions and what am I doing with intention? And can I do those things with intention better or shift focus or like, because just acting like if if you're not intentional, you can just run off of your instincts. And there I feel like there's people who do that their whole lives. And it's just always like, they're just going through the motions. And at the end of their life, I feel like they probably have a lot of regrets. Because it's like, you've just done just what you whatever you felt and not been intentional. Mm-hmm. Facts. And then springboarding off
1: intentions. I think it's important to, you know, especially for creatives. For all people, but creatives... You know, especially creatives because they spend so much time on social media and being on social media, it expands your horizons. And what I mean by that is like you're seeing so much information. Your data input is overwhelming. And so if you're not very clear on like detailed on what it is that you want and what is success for you, then it's really easy to be chasing something, constantly changing what it is that you want, constantly changing you know, what services you offer or changing what type of art you're making or whatever it may, whatever it may be. It's almost like keeping up with the Joneses because you see so-and-so just surpassed a hundred thousand followers and now you're chasing a hundred thousand followers, but you have no idea why you're chasing a hundred thousand followers or so-and-so just started putting out video. So now you're going to go learn how to make video and now you're shooting video, but you haven't, but for what? Like, does, what is this video have anything to do with like what your goal in life is? Or is that going to get you closer to what it is that you want? What does that look like? I think we 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 oftentimes have a hard time, you know, being happy. It makes you unhappy right. if you don't define what you want. Because we're all unique. We're all unique beings here having a unique experience. My experience is different than DJ's, is different than Vieira's. Even though we're all in this, sitting even in the same room, my experience right now, having this podcast is going to be different than what you guys are experiencing. Yeah. And so I think it's important for Prince to have a detailed ideal of what is you know what is success to me. Yeah. Because if I know success to me is XYZ, then I know what I need like I, I have a clear path towards what I need. No matter what DJ's driving, no matter what house Vieira's in, no matter what plane my buddy just bought, like that doesn't that doesn't reshape or reconfigure my ideal sex. Yeah. It's like- <laughs> <laughs> hey, my, I know what's on his mind. <laughs>
2: we just bumped our rating my G-
1: thirteen. <laughs> my ideal <laughs> of success <laughs>
2: I I feel you. I I think that so many people don't define what they want. And so they spend a lot of time like it it takes it from like an it takes it to an emotional decision. And then you're like zigzagging and like zigzagging is always going to take longer than just like a straight path. And I think that when you can be really clear about that. And I think that's why it's good to reset at the end of each year and to check in with yourself or quarterly or however you do it. Because you're like checking in with where you're at. What you want, like, what, whatever.
0: Yeah, just like anything. Like, if you have a project at work, you're going to say, I want this project to be completed by this time. And you work backwards. What do I need to do? What are the steps I need to take to get that completed? Yeah. We should take our lives that seriously. For if sure. If we want, whether it's our year or our entire life planned out and mapped out, we can define what success looks like for us and work backwards, Rather than just shooting from the hip yeah. and running wild, like going with your instincts like yeah. you were saying, there's no intention behind that. And so, yeah. yeah, a lot of people I feel like will wake up and be like, what? Why did I spend so much time doing X, Y, Z? It yeah. just felt good in the moment, but yeah. it didn't lead to anything.
2: And I think it's crazy. People who are so detail-oriented in like work or things that they do, when you ask them to like zoom out a little bit to like the 10,000 foot, they're just like, oh, uh and they're just like not sure but if you can be really intentional and like really know i i try and sum up like my or be able to sum up my life purpose in like one sentence so that i can be like okay here's my purpose and like all of the other things can kind of flow from that but i know what my north star is and can always kind of have that as like a guiding light and like life i'm I'm open to life taking like I have a pretty detailed plan for like what I want my life to look like, but I'm also super open to like as long as this is my North star, I might take a detour like life's an yeah. adventure, and that's okay to like it's okay to go off the path, but it's it doesn't have to be so rigid, but yeah, I think knowing what your north star is 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 really important
1: absolutely I think you know your north star or your ideal like what does your ideal yeah. life look like, what is your ideal work experience look like what is your ideal like what is you know what's your ideal of fun and a good time or whatever it may be and having like some type of vision for what that is i think helps you you know stay in a certain direction otherwise you can and i experienced this when i was younger like working so hard hustling you know chasing money or whatever it may have been at the time and then you wake up you know two years later and you're just like what have i been doing yeah and why I've been working so hard, but how come I haven't achieved what I wanted? It's like, cause you don't really know what you want. Yeah. Like you don't really know. Yeah. So you haven't got it. Like, what is it? What is this thing that you want? You always talk about like, Oh, I want to be successful. It's like, okay, what does that even mean? Yeah. Like, what is <laughs> You want to be successful. Okay. That's great. What does that mean to you? Yeah. What does that look like? What is success? Yeah. And if you don't have a clear picture of what that is, And you can't see that it's kind of like, how do you, expect? how do you expect to achieve that?
2: Yeah. Well, and I, I feel like people do this thing too, where they're so specific that like, if they get off the path, they feel like they failed. So like maybe for example, somebody's like, Oh, like I want to be a physician's assistant and they go through all that whole process. They go through the schooling and they become that and they're like, okay, well, I'm not super happy in this role. And maybe what they actually wanted was to like be around people. Or to help people and so i think being like it's good to be very specific but it's also like like you're kind of saying like it's like what are the characteristics that you want what do you want do you want freedom in your day-to-day do you want to be helping people like like for me like i feel like kind of my north star like purpose is like working with creative people i feel like i just vibe with creative people i think it's like helping them unlock potential within themselves or like calling out potential in other people And so those are things where I look at that, where I'm like, okay, it doesn't necessarily matter what job specifically that I'm doing. But as long as I'm doing that, Mm -hmm. I know I'm like walking towards my North star. Right. So I'm
1: curious on what you guys think about specifically media consumption. Like, I, I feel like we saw a lot of people, like, let's just be honest, 2020, I think everyone, no matter who you were at some point got distracted. Like I like to think of myself as someone who's pretty darn focused and, and, and pretty grounded. And there was even a time in, you know, March or April where I just had a week or two where I was just like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like this is, I got, I was so, I was watching way too much news was checking Twitter way too much was reading way too many articles was just way too involved. And and it it paralyzed me. Like it really paralyzed me. And I realized I had a week, of where i just didn't do much and then it kind of put me into a tailspin because at the time i was also hard on myself so it's also like beating myself up like what are you doing what are you like yeah what the heck have you you haven't done anything in two weeks you know on top of that it feels like and, and when you live when you live through the media like that you know it's, you're kind of in a vacuum and it's really easy for people to to shove like a, a, a strong perspective and it's easy to feel like that's your reality when it's not, it's not true. It's a, it's a perspective of reality, but it's not reality. But if you live in it, it becomes your reality. You're
2: blown back and forth by whatever story or whatever thing is coming. It's just, you're literally just like flopping from one side to the other as, as the climate changes.
1: Absolutely. It's pretty important. I think to, to just be aware
2: of your media consumption, whether it's the news or even whether it's TikTok, I feel attacked. (laughs) Novi, do you want to talk about your kind of process for like going into this year? Like how you're like limiting your screen times. I thought that was super interesting.
0: Yeah. So I actually read this book. Um, are we still talking about content later? Yeah. Okay. I'll save that one for my, I'll put it in my pocket, but, um, it completely, it just made me evaluate how, I own these objects, like I own a smartphone, a laptop, a TV, whatever. I own these things, but somehow they have gotten, especially the phone has gotten control over me. And so I started implementing these habits. It started with just turning my phone off an hour before I went to bed and just in complete silence, whether that's reading um, or whatever, but I got like the best sleep and then I would wake up. And once I feel like completely full, for the day, then I'll turn it back on my phone. But, and I got an analog clock. So just having that time where I put my phone to bed, it doesn't put me to sleep. I don't need to like scroll through it, you know? So I control it, it does not control me. And so doing that first helped a lot, but then it started to make me realize how much I would grab it throughout the day. And then there's all these studies that come out like uh, a church service I was just at this weekend They were talking about this study that was done that said the average human will spend more time looking at the screen than their spouse. That to me, like, that's not okay. Yeah. And so, and not that technology is bad, these things are so good, but it is scary to see where things could head if you don't, if you don't like take control,
2: take the power back.
0: Yeah. Take the power back. So, another thing that I've started to do, I moved all of my social accounts to my iPad. And it's funny because for me, it's like, oh, I don't want to go down, grab my iPad, get it out and start looking. So I'll be days without getting on it. And my brain, there's just so much clear space.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so for me, that's helpful right now. And it makes me have complete control. At least yeah. I feel like I have control over that. Yeah. Whereas before it's, it's a lot harder when it's right in my pocket, I can do whatever I want and I can be. It's just insane, like how quickly you can go from thing to thing to thing, and yeah. then all of a sudden, three hours went by. Hundred percent. And it's like I have sat there and said so many times, "I just wish there were more hours in the day. I wish yeah. I had more time." You're like, "Well, I'm wasting it." <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and so to just make that decision to move it over, it just it feels good. Yeah, feels really
2: good. Right. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I need to implement some of that because my screen time is just off the charts. Like it is kind of ridiculous and i don't you want
0: to give us an hour like give I us mean, some hours
2: yeah uh no i don't know, <laughs> it's it's probably a lot it's probably really embarrassing i don't watch tv though so like that was my justification like this past year for it i'm like oh okay if i spend two hours like most people are spending two hours a day watching tv so i'm like i could spend two hours a day watching tiktoks but now just in general i'm like r- realizing that that's not super healthy and want to change that but yeah yeah. No, I love that.
0: I It's actually funny because I've had more time to where it's like, oh, if I'm just going to sit and relax and I want to almost like have slower content because our attention spans are so quick with TikTok yeah. and stories and stuff like that, to watch a long form piece yeah. of media is so unlike us. Yeah. And so I've been able to sit down and actually enjoy like watching a certain film style or go through a story, which. Yeah. I think that flip flop, because before I was not even watching anything. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think that there's a healthy balance, and we each have our own convictions. Totally. What certain times call for different things, but yeah.
1: I agree. I think that's a great segue to uh, another part of you know how to win in twenty twenty one. I think is leveraging technology. One hundred percent. And I think with leveraging technology, looks like anything else. You, like we really have to take responsibility of our of ourselves and our actions, and we got to realize that this technology, these are tools. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we should treat them like you treat a hammer, like you treat your camera, like your camera. You're not like on your camera all day. You're not walking around and everywhere you go, you're snapping photos. It's always on. Like it has a a time and a purpose. You're like, I'm going to get up and go take photos and I'm going to execute this. And you do that and I think we should be treating our phones and devices and apps and technology that way. If you're going on Instagram, it's like, cool, I'm going to go on Instagram for 20 minutes and say what's up to friends, respond to messages, check in on friends. I'm going to save some inspirational stuff. 20 minutes and i'm gonna get a post up and i'm off and you know i'm gonna go spend 45 minutes and this like this is what i'm doing yeah Yeah. and then once you're done you're off it's not the thing that you pull up every time you're just kicking it it's not like oh i'm bored and i'm gonna browse social media because there's a lot of neat new apps there's things like clubhouse which i think is a really uh unique opportunity to connect with your community I know we're you know we've been talking about clubhouse we're on clubhouse and we're going to start hosting some of these shows on clubhouse and bring on various guests and things like that and I think that's a great platform but I think it defeats the purpose if you're just sitting at home on clubhouse all day long just like if you're sitting at home on tiktok it's like hey save the talk you want to you want to listen to check it out spend the hour on there listening to it and then be done with it you know um it can't be something that takes over our life and technology is going to be a part of our lives period yep And yeah. it's here to stay. And so it's like, we really got to get good at, is, at creating this symbiotic relationship that works for us, you know, with the technology and, and, and something, because I think that's a winning combination. If you can yeah. leverage technology yeah. and be responsible and, and you're in control, there's amazing things you can do. But if you don't, like there's a lot of side effects. Yeah. And I think society seeing that, uh,
2: I think it's going to pop up more too. Like I, I look at, I look at, social media but also just like using our phones it's like people talk about it, it's like a digital pacifier or whatever right but also it's like i look at it like candy it's like it's a little uh i don't actually like candy maybe like um i don't know something like a jolly rancher hmm.
0: like high vibrational foods yeah like Everyone a low a vibrational candy. <laughs> super low yeah. vibrational
2: no but but it's like you can't go through like you can't go through your whole day And realize that you're like oh i've only had five jolly ranchers today like all you've had is that and you're not adding like substance to your life and i think a lot of people like you just fall in that routine of like it's easy it's quick it makes you feel good because you're getting these little dopamine hits and it's like like what you're saying it's like taking the power back but then also like how do you feed your soul how do you become like a whole person leverage technology to make money to create community to help people like you can start giving back once you're full but i feel like. A lot of influencers are super guilty of this is like, they're like trying to help people, but they're, they're kind of like empty inside. Right. And like, you just can't do that. Like you can't just live on social media all day and then have something to give back. Like you really have to feed your own soul. You have to feed your own spirit. Get off social media. Yeah. Period.
1: (laughs) Right. It's 24 seven. That's the scary thing is like most things have an off time. (laughs) Yeah. And social media is just like on. It's just a twenty yeah, all, the just all the time. It's just always going, yeah. and so it's always there for you. Could you guys imagine if like Instagram was done at like at five p.m. Instagram just <laughs> turned off? <laughs> and oh. You just couldn't like. You could only access <laughs> yeah. Instagram from nine to five. You know, oh my gosh. or could you imagine having tokens to where it's like you get ten tokens a week? Yeah. From Instagram and it's just like that's all you get. It's ten hours, so use them wisely because once they're up, you like there's just no way yeah. to even get on.
2: I set the I set limits on my screen time, and then you have and to, then you
0: quickly ignore for fifteen more well, minutes.
2: <laughs> there, I, there's one that you can do where you have to set a passcode and then like enter the passcode to actually like access it again. I'm doing that for myself because I was really like I was really being not good, like just too much screen time. But like you can set that, but yeah, I, like. If they blocked it, I think that would be a good thing, but I think that, that people wouldn't like that very much.
0: <laughs> when I took the app off my phone, and I mean, I still had it available on my iPad, but like the first few days, I subconsciously would Just open my phone and go click to where the app normally was, Dang. and it wasn't there. And I wasn't even conscious, because if I yeah. were to think about it, I would have known it's not on my phone. I don't yeah. need to. You've been programmed. But I would quickly Yeah, and it took Literally. me a few days to get to not do that anymore.
2: I feel like these developers actually feel kind of bad, like, after watching The Social Dilemma. Like, I feel like they feel bad. Like, they, they all they're doing is, like, taking data of, like like, behavioral data and all this stuff and, like, making adjustments based off of it. But they're literally programming people to be addicted to all of these things. And, like, I feel like when you can realize it, realize that in yourself and, like, rise above, you can just become a lot more, like... Even influential, influential, powerful, like whatever, because you're like, okay, I see what this is. A lot of people are just consuming. So how do you be a creator, add to the conversation, add to the narrative, and like also do good, all right? The winning mix. Yeah,
0: I think it's all just personal convictions, like we were talking about, and not looking at what other people are doing and feeling guilty, like oh, I should do that too, or judging other people like, oh, they're on their phones all the time. Look at me. My my social's on my iPad. I'm so good. It's like, no, this is what my form of success is and that is all I need to be focusing on.
1: Yep. I mean at the end of the day it's all it's all happiness. And you either have it or you don't, right? And Mm -hmm. so there's no there's that's one of those things where it's like you can't fool yourself. Yeah. And so if you're on social media pretending that your life's amazing but you really know it's not, like it's only you have to live with that. You're the, you're you're the one losing sleep. You're the one stressed out. You're the one losing weight or gaining weight or whatever it may be. Like that's, that's on you. Um, and and to each his own. And so you just gotta, like, we have to get past like, like 2021 is the year of like, yo, everyone needs to freaking do you. Yeah. Like stop caring about everyone else. And, you're meant to be unique like we're not like quit like everyone's like trying to be like everyone else and like we got to stop this like we are all unique having unique experience be you no one can be you and you'll be the happiest you've ever been if you just start being yourself
2: it's it sounds like super cheesy too but it's like living your truth like living true to who you really are i see a lot of people like i'm i'm 31 I see a lot of people my age who's like, seasoned. I know, I'm just, He's I'm a weathered, vet. I'm weathered and old. <laughs> well weathered. That is right. <laughs> well oiled and yes. No, I see a lot of my peers though, like right now going through like a midlife crisis being like, they've gone down this path and they're realizing they're not living true to themselves and they have like a freak out moment. And sometimes they sway like one complete other way because they're like, they they've been living something that's not true to who they are for so long, and whether whatever that is, like if it's a job, if it's if it's life, things, whatever. But they've been doing one thing, and it's not true to who they are. Who they are, and they're looking in the mirror, they're not happy. It it, it forces you through like a crisis, and I feel like I've had all these like mini crises over the years that have like got me to where I'm at. But I feel like I'm pretty close to like living close to who I am as a person, and it feels really good. But like I just don't want to. I don't want to die with with regrets of being like I could have yeah, done yeah. that, but I didn't. Um, I I think if you're just li- like if you're living true to who you are, like your days should all be good. Absolutely. Live
0: true. Be yourself. Be <laughs> authentic. Live full.
2: Live, laugh,
1: love. Well, that goes to being present, right, and living in the moment yeah. and enjoying the moment and and growing. Like life should. I mean. Yeah. If you're doing life right, if you're playing the game right, it should always be getting better. Yep. Your best years, you shouldn't be getting drunk and talking about your your freaking softball home run derby championship <laughs> yeah. like, yo. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like yeah, right.
1: you got to uh, have
0: <laughs> forward moves only.
1: Yeah.
2: If coach would have put me put me in, <laughs> we'd have been state champs for sure. Oh.
1: Um what about, you know, creating more art for yourself this year, you know, talking about, you know, talking about being yourself, being your unique, you know, embracing your unique experience and doing you for happiness. How do you know, how do you feel about taking that up a notch as far as like creating
2: art for you? So, so part of my like kind of process with like the 111 things and like writing down my goals and stuff, one of the things that I kind of circled in was I want to start kind of defining my voice a little bit better. And for me, my voice is not like, not my singing voice, but it's like my rap voice. Yeah. My, my hip hop. (laughs) I want to get better at spinning bars. No, it's like, it's like my own creative style for one, for one thing. Like I create a lot of work for brands and it's really easy to dip into like a brand style or it's also easy to create things in a specific style and do that for a long time. But like, I want to own my own creative voice and like flex that a little bit but also like help how do i help define that a little bit better and so for me that's like cross-platform because that's just like the way that i create but um that's one of my goals is like i want to be able to create let's say it's like a piece of furniture or a piece of visual art or like a, a a clothing thing or whatever and i want it to be able to be like okay that's my stamp and that's my that's my style that's my thing and, like, ha- be able to have that voice and get faster at coming up with an idea and actually bringing it into the real world. Like, I think the faster you can get at that, um, the better your creative work's going to be because it's, like, you're not focusing so much time on each individual thing, but it's, like, you're taking, like, a really holistic approach of, like, I'm creating this, I'm creating this, I'm creating that. And if you can get better at that, like, you can you can have more voice in it. Right. Yeah. And I think I, think I see a lot of creative people, like get super bent out of shape when people take their work or like, which it's, it's good to like really like hold on to your work super tight. But like, I think that for me, I want to be like a tree, like a tree doesn't worry about someone picking an apple off of it. Like, because it can just make another tree and that's how I want to be. I want to be able to just like be able to give kind of freely and whether that's ideas, whether that's actual things, but I just want to like, and people mm. can come and take, And it's like because I know that I can create more and I just want I need to get better at that because I've been like sitting with these ideas and like really you kind of put ideas or things on a pedestal and it makes you like selfish with your ideas. But if you can just give everything away, I think when you clear that space, it leaves room for you to create more and more and more. For sure.
1: And, and I think, I mean, what you just explained there is basically the difference between abundance mindset and scarcity mindset. 100%. So when you have scarcity mindsets, it's like, how do I, how do I, keep all of this stuff how do i keep all of this money how do i not lose this money how do i not lose these ideas how do i how do i keep my style to myself how do i control this thing versus the abundance mindset is like dude there's more than enough to go around for everyone and i'm not worried about this idea because i have plenty like the ideas are going to keep coming the money's going to keep coming the love's going to keep coming it's all going to keep coming so i can give as like i can give infinitely and i know i'll continue to receive infinitely you know so and, good. and so I think that's the that's the focus and a lot of us I think live and you know I know for myself when I was young I lived in that scarcity mindset yeah. uh, and once I realized the the abundance mindset and the reverse <laughs> of that and started living that you see it in your life it's just energy it's like the more you give the more you receive and you realize you're like oh like I don't have to you know hold on to all this. I don't yeah. have to keep this stuff safe yeah. um, and
2: sometimes it hurt like it can hurt too when, when people take ideas but It's like your ideas are not always your identity and being able to like let some of that stuff go. It's kind of like, it's like pruning. I feel like with some of it, it's like some things have to be cut off so so that new things can grow. And that is the process of continually getting better, continually growing, like being abundant. It's like you have to prune some of that stuff because otherwise you just have these dried up old fruits on you. And it's like, (laughs) I think... (laughs) Well, I also think like (laughs) (laughs) ideas, I also think are, are
1: only ideas. Ideas are nothing without execution. And at the end of the day, like, do you really own an idea? You know, and I think there's a lot of ego that comes into like, when I've been doing a lot of self-reflection on ideas, like where do ideas come from? Do you own the idea? Like where did that idea come from? Hmm. You know, did, did you create the idea or did it, or did you just receive the idea? Right. And yeah. so if you receive the idea, then do fire. you own Mr.
0: Abundance over here, do, you,
1: you, do you own the idea? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's good. And there's always, there's always more ideas. And I feel like we, you know, a lot of people, like a lot of times it's hard to grow because we're holding on to like this idea or this, this thing that we think we own or, or did own and someone stole and took from me. Yeah. And, uh, and then at the same time, as far as the prune things go, like I, I ideally you're out giving ideas all the time and you're just planting seeds and you got seeds growing, yep. you know, all over the place. And sometimes you have to let, you have to let things go, right? You may have created something that was your identity during that time, but now it's time for you to evolve and move into something else. And you have to, to know that it's okay to, to leave that seed. The seed is growing and know that there's someone else that is worthy of taking care of this 100%. plant now. And you can move on, you know, whether it's your business, whether it's your art thing, whether it's music or whatever it may be like, it's okay.
2: Yeah. I feel like it, it's okay to let things be in that season, to leave them behind. You can't carry everything from the past season to the next season. And that, it, that evolution just keeps making you better.
1: Right. That's the. I think that's the balance of order and chaos, right? And so if, if my house... Has order, but then there's more. But I, I still have, I'm still holding on to everything I've ever had since middle school. It's like, dude, it's gonna, the, the chaos is gonna outbalance <laughs> every box from everything yeah. you've ever purchased the in order. your
2: entire life. My
0: lips are sealed. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just.
2: <laughs> Prince, our, our Prince, ba- absolutely. I have a lot less stuff than you. Issue.
0: No, you, yeah.
1: He's getting better every day. I'm just talking about <laughs>
0: boxes right now.
1: I still have a hard time with boxes. <laughs> he cannot get
0: rid of bo- It's like he bought this. Piece of gear back in 2008, just in case he's got to keep the box.
2: But you know what that does to the retail value? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a dad thing. I'm about to like Whoa, you know? <laughs> I think
1: it's, dude, I'm that guy though. I'm that dude. Anywho, yeah, I got a problem with boxes. <laughs> I keep these. I keep boxes.
0: Maybe it's a problem. <laughs>
1: Maybe. Um, Maybe it's more of a s- space problem. Yeah. Well, now I got Not plenty on, of space. Yeah,
2: there you yeah. go. Yeah.
1: Uh, every week, we want to go through like our favorite piece of content that we saw somewhere on the interwebs from a friend or whatever it may be. So V, I know you had some content you were trying to drop earlier. So now, <laughs> I'm jump the gun. I Now would be a good time pull to pull it out of the pocket. Drop that content.
0: Um, so mine's actually a book. It's by John Mark Comer, and it's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And um, that is the book that really just started reforming the way I thought about things, how I want to make time and space in my life, um, just to be more clear with my intentions. And so that, that book, there's a quote in it that says, attention is the beginning of devotion. And so for me, I just started looking at, for instance, like screen time. And is that where I want my devotion to be? And quickly decided I don't want that. Um, Can I go deep? Yeah, get it. So it's really, really important to me. I want to be obnoxiously close to God. And so to set time and space for myself to, to do that has been, I can't even describe or put into words what it has done to just putting my spirit at rest feel like I was in this restless state when there's just chaos constantly surrounding, but to just be completely at peace and have some of that silence and solitude has just been a complete game changer and just who I am. Hmm. So yeah. Love the that. Ruthless Elimination party by John Mark
1: Comer. DJ. Yeah. What you got on that content
2: of the week. <laughs> okay. So mine is also a book Um, and it's called green lights from Matthew McConaughey. And um, it was like a Christmas gift um, and I just I'm not super far into it, but it is really good. It's just talking about like green lights in life in areas where like life or the universe or God like g- gives you space to take action and like kind of how you respond to that kind of determines how your life goes there there's one uh, there's one quote that he says in there that's like talking about how he feels like... He feels like everything, like he's supposed to be like winning. He feels like everything is conspiring for for good for him, and and it's really interesting. Like he takes like a complete, and he's a little bit self centered. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's Matthew McConaughey, but I love oh, that right, idea. Right, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I love him. <laughs> he's great. <I> love him. <laughs> Honestly, like the reviews on the book weren't super good. People were like, he's super self centered, but but he really has a a relationship where he loves he loves himself like truly not in like it it's authentic like he's like i really love and take he takes care of himself and he's like has empathy for himself and he understands like when he needs to take time away and all that stuff but um yeah i think taking that positive side of things not the side of like everything always goes wrong for me but like the world is working to make my life better and i should be like i should be winning Or, I don't know, it's just a really interesting, it's like a different mindset than you hear from, like, a lot of people. It's like, oh, I don't deserve this, I don't want this. He's, like, he's, like, saying that he deserves it, but in a way of, like, that, I don't know, that things just work out for good, and he has that mindset, and because he has that mindset, more things work out for good, and you start to see it. It's kind of like confirmation bias. It's like when you buy a car, you start to see that car everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same thing as when you train yourself to look for good, you start to see good everywhere. You start to appreciate it more and more. Good starts to happen. So
0: gratitude. Yeah,
2: I love that. Um,
1: training yourself to to look for it or see it. I mean, it's always there, right? Yeah. Uh, I read a book uh, called "Scientific or Thinking for Results" by Christian D Larson. I guess that'll just be my content of the week since I'm talking about All this books. Book. Oh, I'm shocked. Even though Bitcoin, even <laughs> though it wasn't my my, it wasn't what I was going to talk about. A branding book I've been reading because I have that branding workshop. Uh, the strategy workshop coming up in February. So I was getting ready for that rereading the brand gap. But uh, Christian D. Larson's thinking for results is a book that I found in an antique shop. It's like published in 1913, I think is when it was, it's the original book. And I ended up reading the book in an entire sitting, went back to Tia's dad's house and I got in a hammock and I read the entire book. And the, the, the emphasis of the book was basically is called is called thinking for results. And Christian D. Larson's talking about how to become a scientific thinker. So like thinking, you know, focusing on the ideal side of things, um, and, and and you get to choose that, right? So I can, I can be upset about X, Y, Z, or I can focus on the, uh, ideal side. So like, oh, well, the project's done. I could be upset because DJ didn't put the closing bumper on the project or I can focus on the ideal side. Like, well, the project's done. It looks great. The music, I mean, it's a really good project yeah. and just know that that needs to get fixed, but there's no need to, to focus in on, on that thing. Yeah, uh, It's kind of like the same concept with when it's cloudy outside. Like the reality is it's, it's blue skies and sunny above the clouds. And you can focus on that today is a good day, or mm-hmm. you can focus on today's a bad day because it's cloudy and gloomy it's really it's really up to you so i learned a lot about perspective mm. i guess in that book and how to live you know just like food i think living a, a more high vibrational life yeah and i think when you're in that vibration you, do, you don't have to try you don't have to look for anything because that's your vision changes yeah And so that's all you see. All you see is good. All you see is love. All you see is excitement. All you see is fun. All you experience is joy uh, and laughter. Yeah. You know, perfect example. I got out of the car the other day and dropped a bunch of bottles and they shattered, like brand new food I just bought. And normally, like last... Thirteen months ago, even twelve months ago, probably freaked out. You know, I'd have been up. I, like, will,
0: I will agree with upset. that statement. Like you know, this just man. Like, that's this not, man has just done cool. some work <laughs> yeah. on on everything about you. Your whole countenance has changed, and I am so proud Thank to call you my friend. Thank it you. It is contagious.
1: Thank you. Um, I try, but <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's not easy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I think it's okay. To, like it's okay to have bad days, it's okay to feel those things. And and I think that it's important to like allow yourself to do that. Like, I think that all comes back to like that relationship with yourself. It's like, Mm -hmm. you might be having an off day and you can't be hard on yourself for that. You let yourself feel the feelings. But I think if you're always training yourself to see the positive and to like just have positive expectation, I think that that it helps you bounce back quicker from that. Let yourself feel whatever you're feeling But how do you get back into the state where, where you're feeling good?
1: Right. I think, I think so. I think there's a difference between like always focusing. I don't think it's, I don't even think it's about focusing. It's, it's a, it's a state of being. I think it's different than focus. There is no focusing on the positive. It's like my state of being is positive. And so therefore everything, like things that may be perceived as negative to something, maybe just perceived as funny or positive or whatever to me. Um, but at the same time, like there are things that happen. Like I can get a phone call, right? And it's like sad news about a family member, whatever it may be. Uh, but what I can control is my reaction to that. Like I don't have to hysterically cry because I found out, you know, my grandfather has coronavirus. I don't have to freak out and let fear take over me. You know, I can still be scientifically thinking and be on the ideal side and be like, oh, well, let me call my grandfather and tell him I love him yeah. and talk to them you know, maybe let me go freaking, how do I process this? Like, oh, maybe I'm going to go find every single picture and every video clip I've ever had of my grandfather. I'm going to start building a book right now. I'm going to start editing a video right now, just in case something does happen. And I, I I want him to see this now for whatever it may be. And I can move that, I can move that energy. And so I, I think it's totally fine for us to, to, to like, we all go through emotions and I think it's, it's dangerous to pretend that, emotions don't exist it's dangerous to it's that same thing of like oh i'm happy everything's great everything's great everything's great until like one day you freaking snap yeah you know and everything's not great you're like holy cow uh and so we have to process those emotions you know whether that's playing music or or whatever it may be but i think processing is is just as important as you know as living in that ideal state for sure thank you guys for listening uh we're pretty wrapped up yeah Yeah. Yeah. you guys got anything you want to say to to end the show
2: no i mean i i want to bring up that phone number one more time we're gonna have a phone number where if you guys have questions business questions live questions whatever um you can call in and leave us a voice memo and then we will read them on the show we'll answer your questions we'll talk about different topics whatever that looks like we're gonna kind of be evolving as we go so
1: it's going to be super dope. We're stoked. We're really excited. We're really happy to have the podcast back. Um, we're really excited to connect with you guys. We're definitely going to be getting the Clubhouse deal popping again soon. We're going to try to do some stuff on YouTube live. Um, if you guys were at the Sony Creative Space, then you guys are familiar with the creative the Creator Clubhouse event that we did there. And that kind of really was a lot of inspiration behind the name and rebranding the prod- podcast. Uh, as the Creator Clubhouse and and doing it in this format. And we also want to do it to where we can do more like live panel talks to where uh, or webinars, whatever you want to call them. I guess it's panel in real life and like a webinar in in the digital world more or less. But uh, we think it'd be great to be able to interact with you guys and get your questions and, and all that good stuff. So be sure to stay tuned. Like I said, every Tuesday, we're dropping a new episode. Be sure to subscribe, download, share the podcast episode. If you dig it, share it with people that you think would find value in it. Um, We also have some really sick merch that we're going to be dropping soon. Uh, We got a merch line called Heart Division, and we have a lot of really rad uh, designs for creators. You know, we are creators. We love creators. um, We're for creators, and we got some sick stuff for creatives. And so we hope you guys dig it. We'll be dropping that soon, so stay tuned. And uh, other than that, we're out, yeah?
0: We're out. We're out.
1: Peace.